did you catch up on the fights this weekend? I got pretty much from uh, Chidi and Chikawani all the way up to the main event. I did not watch the first three, although I did see the um, the replays more or less, and I got the gist of it. But you know, Aaron Blanchfield winning uh, was it that, that Bordeaux or like the uh, hairy chested welterweight? Oh, um, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that dude yeah, looked pretty good. Yeah, that was wearing a sweater. I can't think of his name. Yeah. <laughs> I was on the crew then, Yeah. Uh, hold on, I got that right here. Um, I did, yeah. Songwoo Choi versus Jerno uh, Aarons. I did not see that one, but... I mean, the uh, Liang Na versus J.J. Eldridge. I got to see the highlight of that one. And then Billy Goff was his name. Uh, who beat uh, Yasuka uh, Kinoshita. God, I'm terrible with these pronunciations. Who was the guy with the sweater? Oh, that was um, Billy Goff. Billy Goff. Yeah. You look good. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know what to do with him, though, but, like, if you're looking at him, you're like, okay, he's just another name. We'll see what happens. <laughs> just yeah. keep giving him low-level guys. That's fine. <laughs> oh, you know who I I had an issue with? Um, when I watched the Ken, uh, Song Kinan fight in Ronaldo Bedoya. Uh-huh. Bedoya looks like a lightweight who's just not cutting weight. Like when Anthony Pettis went up to welterweight, he literally looks like a guy who's just not cutting weight. Like his arms are thin, his legs are thin, his body just kind of looks a little mushy on the sides. Like he's his back isn't defined. That's how you know for sure that he's not cutting weight. And Kanan looked like a goddamn middleweight next to him. <laughs> okay. That was the thing. I, I would I would like to see Bedoya go down in weight. I doubt that's going to be the thing that he does, though. So I don't know. Uh, Is it not good? No, I think uh, the best thing I I thought I saw on the undercard was um, the Chidi Enchikwani versus the Michael fight, like Olex Sehijuk, Michael Olex. Yeah, the you know to, Yeah. Any guesses on the last name pronunciation? Uh. Oli Chechik. Oli Chechik. Kind of like Young Jechek, but Oli Chechik. Yeah, what's that saying where it's like you can't figure out how to say it because we're not from there? <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah. if we try. <laughs> yeah, no, he had a really good performance. I mean, I I've, I've always right. been... Yeah, I've been kind of high on him, but... Oh, well, Chidi looked like a killer when he first came into the UFC, and then three straight losses first one was to robocop second one was to that like uh dagestani young uh, uh grappler who's not really good at boxing or kickboxing but is sturdy and then this guy who had recently just lost to a brazilian you know who was decent at grappling i mean all right this isn't yeah, good I mean- for Judy, but it's good for uh mikhail oliasajic I would say he. This is a good bounce back win for him. Yeah, like 
I thought uh, Chitty actually looked pretty dang good in the opening start, but it's just like, I don't know if he fell out, of, like if he just gassed out or if Michael like figured him out and figured out his timing, but uh, he kind of just put it on him at the end there. It's weird though, because, you know, Michael, like he really looks like a uh, welterweight kind of up against these big guys, you know, I'd like to see him move down too. Yeah, he he basically came down from light heavyweight too. That was the other thing. He was still smaller up there too, and still knocking people out. He just couldn't handle any grapplers. Man, that's I'm wild. Just... Maybe Chidi's just huge, but man, he looked a lot smaller. No, nah, Chidi, Chidi's super tall. He's like Adesanya, La- uh, lazy. Well, he, um, too. He good. Like, like Chidi looked kind of thick to me too. Just like overall. He... He might be like a player. Oh, he's, so. he's a naturally big dude. Yeah, he's naturally big. He's 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 not small. <laughs> I finally figured it out. Oh, did you? Oh, was it? Yeah, I'm a fucking moron. I had to press the uh, little icon of the to the thing down <laughs> at the bottom of the Discord. Oh shit! Yeah, that's alright. Did you? Uh, what was your biggest takeaway on the prelims, Lazy Ben? If you remember. Um, yeah, well, let me think about it, because it was like fucking five in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I like to pull up a fight card on Google and kind of like give myself a little, and keep the window open while I'm talking. Give me a little. Yeah, yeah, that would be a smart idea for me to do right now. I wasn't prepared for this. Yeah, I mean, I tried to go solo at three, and it was a fucking shit show. <laughs> like, <laughs> solo podcasters, man. I wasn't sure. Well, I mean, we, we, he didn't. Ha- you didn't have like the the Craig bot wasn't working. Uh, what was yeah. the deal? No, I, I just didn't have permissions for it. And then uh, I guess you have to start uh, recording Craig bot, not in the voice chat chat, but like in the uh, pod people chat. Mm. Uh, like if you look in the pod people chat, that's where like I hit join and. Uh, just so it registers? Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, it seems to be working. Cool. Yeah, well, while uh, Lazy Bed's looking, I thought uh, J.J. Aldridge had a pretty good performance, too. Like, uh, Lian Nang, or Lia, Liang Na, uh, she looked pretty physical and stuff, and I've always kind of sold J.J. short, but, man, she went in there and did the damn thing in round two. Isn't she um, uh, Rose's uh, teammate? I don't know. Um, Is, I mean, that'd be a big win for them. But at the same time, it's just like it's a bottom of the barrel at light flyweight, which is not saying much, but it, it wins a win. She looked good. Wish she uh, could do that more often against the upper echelon. But that division's stacked now, so... She just get, needs to get, like, a couple more. She doesn't even need to get names, realistically. She just needs to get wins. Oh, yeah, she's another Denver fighter. Uh, she is teammates with Rose. Um, I don't know if I'm kind of a piece of shit. I just assumed she was British. <laughs> Figured she trained over there or something. But... <laughs> Danger. I'm a terrible Dangerous person, too. I know. But... <laughs> she's really pale. That's kind of weird for Colorado to be that pale. I she's that special type of pale, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 
An extra shade of pale, as they say. Anyone have a fighter of the card? Like, uh, anyone? If you're, if you're going to ask me, it was... <laughs> I would have said... Um, not Giga, but I would have said... Um, I, although she didn't have the greatest uh, fight, she looked like she struggled. Um, oh, God, I forget her name. Oh, uh, but uh, Aaron Blanchfield. Aaron Blanchfield. She's your fighter in the car? Honestly, as bad as the performance was, I think it was against the right person, which showed yeah. that she was still needing to work on a couple of things. But it, that, if you looked at Santos, Santos didn't look like she improved. She looked like she was more ready just to fight, which is fine. I mean, she basically nullified a lot of what Santos was able to do, even though it was an ugly decision. She she did what she needed to do to win. I would say she's the fighter of the card, for me at least. I yeah. think we need to stop rewarding decisions to wall install fighters. Like I thought we were over oh, the wall. Oh, just because all. one person ruins it for everybody. I don't think that's the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, who is yours, Dave? Uh, my fighter of the card would probably be. Like I'm totally, it would be Junior Tafa. Uh interesting. I really. What was that? Interesting. Yeah, I like the Tafa brothers. Um, I think they're great. I don't <laughs> like Parker Porter. I don't know what he's doing on main on in the UFC, let alone on the main card. That's their matchmaking model. Heavyweights go on main cards or co-mains and mains. That's bigger people get to headline. Even if they're not very good, <laughs> yeah, but like he's really terrible. Like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Parker Porter. Like, let's let's look at his record real quick. I mean, oh, fourteen and nine. That's like, didn't he face John Jones at one time? Yeah, yes. I thought that was like his claim. Dude named. I, mean, I don't right. know. He's terrible. I, I agree, but he's not nearly as bad. Well, Dacus did beat him, so I guess that says all that <laughs> it needs to say. <laughs> and I would say, uh, to, to circle the wagons back, my prelim fighter of the card was Waldo Cortez Acosta. Like, that was a. Oh, you know what? Game. You were right. Yeah. Good, good call. Yeah, that was. Not only was it comical, but it was also fun to watch. Uh, yeah, that was, <laughs> it was a great moment for me. Uh, and then, as far as fighter of the card overall, I gotta go, Max. How do you? How do you not go, Max? Against TKZ though, in his retirement fight. Yeah, but uh, all the circumstances surrounding it with Hawaii, TK, TKZ, you know, his retirement looming, uh, the build up. It was just uh, the emotion of the crowd. Everything was perfect. It was such a great fight. Uh, and then to, to prove the naysayers wrong, who said he had pillow hands, even though TKZ walked into it. But uh, still, just for me, Max, that's my guy. I got to go, Max. That's fair. That's fair. Honestly, yeah. I mean, that's the biggest story that came out of this was like, you know, yeah. everyone was there for Max just because of what was going on in Hawaii. I mean, yeah. he, the press conferences, it was looking like it was this. I was kind of questioning his mentality coming into it, whether or not he was coming in with a lot more heavier ambitions just to yeah. kind of represent Hawaii. But mm -hmm. God damn it, man. Korean, because Korean zombie came out and fought like he, he came out to bang and sure. Oh, enough, yeah. Like he 
you put out a show, regardless of how he ended it. Especially you know? that third round. Oh yeah, I mean, like he, he that he third round he was in the fight. Yeah, yeah. Well, like here's here's why Max is in my fire the card is because he went in there like expecting to win. Like, I think ninety percent of fans expected him to win. Yeah, they true. expected him to stop him. Like I don't think people thought. I, I mean, probably. I, I would say it's probably closer to really... 99. <laughs> and you know what? I, I did pick Tafa as my fighter of the card. And I really hope that he's got more cousins and family to come in and <laughs> send Parker Porter to the <laughs> land of winning ghosts. <laughs> what did but Parker do to you? <laughs> he is not good. Like, he shouldn't be there. It's like... If like Luke Thomas went for MMA, that's Parker Porter. Like if Luke Thomas did no more training than he has now, and he went and fought MMA, that's like Parker Porter. But <laughs> oh, I'd give Luke at least a little bit of a, like a chance. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I'd, like Luke Thomas would not be a good MMA fighter, and that's like the equivalent here that I would put Parker Porter in. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but no, Parker, I, so I want to go back and change my fighter of the card actually to. Korean zombie because he lost, wow. but he had his moment at the end of the fight. It wasn't as good as like a Robbie Law retirement, but it was a pretty good moment, pretty classy. Yeah. He went in yeah. there and did the damn thing. His chin is nowhere near what it used to be, but he still he got knocked down. He got back up. He went to war. And uh, I was just, even in the loss, I was impressed with his blood and guts, his heart. He has that Modelo fighting spirit. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> he, yeah, that's that's my fire of the card for sure. Okay, so so here's a question though. Uh, you know, I, at first I'll admit that the max selection by me was low hanging fruit. So that's a, I see why. Uh, you know, you guys didn't want to pick him as your fighter of the card. But to circle back to the TKZ thing, um, you know, do you think that because they they did do that highlight sizzle reel after he had left the cage? He, I think he was doing his walkout, like going back to the to the back. Uh, should they have, even after a loss, ran that package while he was still in the cage, like they did Robbie Lawler after his win? Uh, I think so. I, absolutely, hundred percent. I think they should have. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one thing if he had been like is a split decision loss, or yeah, if he had gotten the decision. Or even like a, a, a win, like just a period. If it was close and competitive, you know, and he, Korean Zombie or at least had a, a, an opportunity to win and was able to win, okay, yeah, you run the package while he's in there so you can interview him after the win. He yeah. got knocked out. You let him kind of do his thing. I mean, it wasn't a vicious, like, oh my God, he was dead. Like, we had to wait <laughs> five minutes for him to wake up, you know? Like, but like, it, it let him do his thing and then you run the package. So, because it, it still plays for everybody who's watching on TV and people who are inside the arena. So, yeah. I think it still accomplishes the same thing. Plus, we I don't think we would have seen no, that no, emotion no. regardless. Well, what, no. what, Dave? No, because, I mean, even even if you hate the song, it, it was one of the best walkouts that I've seen in a long time. Like, all the whole crowd was singing all that. He had his huge yes. moment. They put him on the mic. Let him go in there, put your armor on him, and watch with him. Like... I forget who was doing the, if it's Bisbing or whoever, put your arm around, watch the thing with him in the cage, shake his hand, say thank you for everything you've done, and then walk out to the crowd cheering. I mean, 
Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I think it's just because he got knocked out. That's my whole thing. It's like, did they give him that minute? Did they enter? Did Bisping interview him after he got knocked out? Like, did they do an in cage interview post fight? I can't remember. Yeah. They did. It was just. They gave him a minute kind of to re, uh, they gave yeah, Max, they talked to Max first, first right? Yeah, they talked to Max first. And then they, after everybody talked right. uh, to Max, so, I think it, they gave him the opportunity. Typically, I know the protocol is they don't usually do a post fight interview in cage with guys who just got knocked out. But if you're going to do it already, if you did it anyway, you might as well run the package with them in the cage because you're already fucking interviewing them. And, and also true. about that. Like they said, they weren't going to do that anymore, but they kind of walked back on that real quick. Yeah, like yeah, they almost every out. champion they that's been finished has still had a chance to like talk. Yeah, they stopped it after the DC one after uh, John Jones lit D- DC's head up with that uh, kick. Wait, and wait, he, who's this? Wait, oh, no, who's this? <laughs> Danger, Danger <laughs> just joined. Yeah, yeah. Jumped in for when, a when did Paddington Bear get here? What the fuck? <laughs> It's it's Peruvian. You should be happy. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so danger. What we're talking about right now is like, uh, who is your fighter of the card? Um, I think uh, I forget who the people went with. I'm really high. Uh, <laughs> Lazy died went with Max. I went with Papa, but then kind of changed it to uh, Korean Zombie. Uh, no special went with Blanchfield. Uh, do you have a fighter that stood out on the card to you or anything like that? I'm just going to look at the card now. Yeah. yeah. Preliminary in card or both. I went both. My prelim guy was Cortez Acosta. That was a, the most comical moment of the fucking night. I missed that fight. Like, that, was, that was funny. Oh, God. It, it just was the like, ridiculousness of the knockout, pretty much, right? Yeah, well, the, it was reminiscent of the, uh, the Norma Dumont. Uh, Oh, who was she fighting? Um, when oh, she when ran, the girl away. ran away, like her yeah. girl was like charging at him. Except this dude was on fucking stinky legs and he was waddling away. It was great. Yeah, he was on oh, yeah, yeah. literally walking across the, ta- the cage. <laughs> and he fucking face planted. That one looked like he nearly could have broken his spine, I'll be <laughs> honest. Yeah, he's was it a scorpion or just a face plant? <laughs> no, he. he he fell at an angle where his head hit first, but his body and his neck were like at a literal 90 degree angle. Oh, that's terrible. Questionable. For the main card, I might even go for Anthony Smith because I didn't expect him to win. Oh. He, he just gutted his way through it, even with a broken orbital, I believe he's got from that in the second round. So just because I expected him to lose, he might be my fighter of the night kind of thing. But obviously, Max, just a class of his own. Yeah. Uh, but it sure nice. was a real touchy performance by Anthony Smith. Like, he got fucked up in round two. Right. Yeah. And he was... Ar- Ar- I'll, I'll pick another one that I lost on Armfield. He, he impressed me very much. Yeah. Who's seen that coming? One well, he, about dropped that. To, he dropped down from featherweight, correct? Like, his, this was at Bantamweight, right? Yeah, it was Bantamweight fight, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he had that fight with, um, oh my gosh, I forget the name of the fighter that he was brought in last night at the fight. Um, oh, he had the fight of the night with um, the, uh, the Southern guy. 
Oh, God damn it. Let's see if I Southern guy. We talking on the train, Nate the train. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, Nate the, Landwehr? The, the, yeah, he fought Nate Landwehr uh, with, uh, I forget. Oh, God. I'm butchering this right now, but basically, Armfield was brought in as kind of like a last minute replacement, I think, because they needed an opponent for that gentleman. And he kind of gave him a, you know, a, you know, run for his money, but got finished, uh, got beat, I think, again at Featherweight. And then now this is his. It looks like he's. He looks like he belongs at Bantamweight, more or less. Was he the guy that was brought in from Dana White's Contender Series because his fight fell uh, out in that? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. So yeah, all, I mean, all and grabbed it, grabbed it by the by the horns and took it home with him. So great fucking. Yeah. Game. I mean, he looked like he looked. He looked good. I mean, I don't think his opponent was up to scratch, but I mean, he looked good. Yeah, yeah. Very tough again. Yeah. Anybody uh have anything uh, any other takeaways from the card? Who's zombie? Uh, not play? really. I mean I I don't know if I went in enough on Blanchfield because I mean I think I could talk about how terrible that was and oh we shouldn't be She's not Holly Holm. <laughs> that was a Holly Holm performance. Like she she just held her against the cage, and like nothing was significant. Impact wins fights. I agree. It was like she panicked. Who took like away the impact? To and she panicked Who and held away? her against the cage. Well, if that's not Santos's responsibility to like. No, that's like, the wrestler separated them. Yeah, yeah but are, they, are they still not? Are they still not judging fights on if it's primarily striking and if it's primarily grappling? I know it wasn't on the ground grappling, but it was still. Very much a standing grappling fight, you know, just pushing Santos back into the cage. And I don't think, yeah, any, it's, it, I don't think there's any doubt that Erin Blansfield won those rounds. No, agreed. I, it was I, again. I think the the sad part is is that I don't think Blanchfield like this was the fight I was hoping to see more out of it, but I was hoping that Santos also showed up and gave her a tough fight. I think this is pretty much like the Marab Devalishvili. Aldo fight, or when Aldo also faced Volk, like I think it's the win you need just to solidify your spot as a top or number one contender in the division. Because Santos, everybody assumed that you know she was just going to you know come back and I don't know if she was going to be a hundred percent, but she was going to give you know Blanchfield a run for her money regardless because she had arguably won the fight against uh, Valentina, right? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like it. She she came in and actually tried against a very difficult opponent. And if it wasn't her, I mean, she was probably going to be fighting Valentina next anyways, if Ed Valentina had not lost. So, you know. Yeah, I guess I had, a couple, I had a couple things from this card before we moved on. Um, one thing I, I want to say is I'm pretty impressed with uh, the quality of fighters that we get from this Road to the UFC card out of Asia. It looks like we might be getting some real talent out of that program. There's no way I'm going to wake up and watch it at uh, 4 a.m. <laughs> Great show. But, never seen it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then I, I was kind of curious if anybody had thoughts on uh, Giga Chikadze. Like, is he back? Oh. Do we expect him to be, like, ever in the top six? Like, on that performance, any no. thoughts on him? You got to take into consideration. You got to take into consideration his time out of the cage. 
you know, I don't care what Dominic Cruz says. Ring rust is a real thing. And, uh, you know, he spent a significant amount of time not fighting. Uh, and then to get in there with somebody like Caceres, who's a, a really unorthodox type of striker, somebody that doesn't do things uh, in a conventional way, you can't expect to see the type of dynamic uh, uh, Giga that we were seeing before this soon. I'd say if it looks, if his next fight looks similar to this one, no. Uh, if he gets back to his old form, there's a good possibility. Well, speaking on the next featherweight, speaking on the next featherweight fights, what's next for Mike Hol- Max Holloway? Does he go to one forty-five and maybe face Aljo at one forty-five? Because Giga Giga wouldn't last against Max, I don't think. Certainly not judging on that performance. Max would just be freestyling on him for the entire fight. Well, and you're also killing a contender too if you're putting him up against Max. Well, yeah. the UFC loves doing that for some reason. I I know, but they I think they realized with Arnold Allen, you know, like we probably shouldn't do this again because <laughs> yeah. Arnold had momentum. Yeah, so, so like every Marab fight lately, it's like, what are they doing? Well, that was on purpose because Marab was supposed to be the guy coming up. And then on top of it, you also had, you know, questions of whether or not Cejudo was going to come back, which he ended up coming back and then losing a split decision, an ugly <laughs> split decision, but still. Then you also had O'Malley, who was pretty much the number one contender who wasn't fighting until he got the, you know, this whatever Cejudo situation taken care of. And then he ends up beating Aljo anyways. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, for Danger Monster's question, uh, the only things I'd like to see next for Max is either Aljo moves up to 145 and fights him. And if I like, if, if he beats Aljo, even though it's fucking stupid, it's like saying thanks for staying in the division. You get to fight Volkanovski and get your ass kicked again. Or like either Aljo or he goes up to 155 and uh, quits fucking around because there's really nothing for him at 145. I don't Not think there's any there. 155 though either. I don't think I don't think Max has got the build to live with those fucking monsters that are in lightweight. He he was competitive he with Dustin in that game. I think he could. Just eat and work out and like I believe. I mean, those wines are big dudes. I believe JK was saying that uh, he should take you know some time off and bulk up, sort of like Poirier did when he moved to 155, and you know, or maybe take some tuner fights at 155 as he bulks up. Yeah, like so so Dan Hooker, and that was like a fun fight. Oh, I did that. I said that. Yeah, UFC doesn't doesn't give. Tune-up fights, that's a problem. That'd be the closest thing to a tune-up fight that he gets at 55. They're just going to throw him in there. He's, he's 31. Uh, he'll be 32 in December. Is that a good time to be moving up to lightweight at 32 and trying to pack some weight on? Well, Probably if he doesn't than, fight... Yeah, 145. I, like, I think yeah, anything yeah, yeah. Volk. Like... Yeah, but Volk's quite possibly going to move up to, uh, to lightweight. 55 himself, yeah. Yeah, if Volk moves so, up, then fuck it. Just stick around. Up, it's Max's so, uh, division, if uh, and at least for the moment. If Volk yeah. Quits. Well, so the question is, is whether or not is Volk next going up and defending against uh, Ilya Tapuria, or is he fighting at um, is he fighting, you know, his next fight at lightweight? I'm pretty sure he's going to be defending against Ilya. 
Yeah, but then yeah. I, it's like after the Ilya fight, it's like what's he's like he's cleaned out the division. It's like there's no point. Go to one fifty five and chase greatness. I think. Does he does he want to leave now or wait? I I think he, he if he fights one more. Like if the people really, I don't really care. But if the people really want Ilya, then you make that fight, and then uh, if he wins, goes on to one fifty five and does great things there. Hopefully. Does he move on, win or lose? Algeo style. (laughs) I mean, considering he has cleaned out the division, what's he do? Hang around and try to regain his belt back in the same division where he's beat everybody already? You talking about Max? No, I'm full. You know, uh, I think that's why the, the rumor for the longest time has been, you know, Volk maybe has one more in featherweight. And then he's moving up. So even if he mm. loses the belt, you know, what, what's the sense in sticking around and trying to regain it? You've, you've been there, done that, cleaned out the division. Yeah, I, you know? well, I think ideally he'd want to leave the division on, on top and then go up to lightweight. Yeah. I don't think he'll get a title shot immediately if he, like, he'll probably have to face someone like um, uh, Chandler or, uh, uh, damn, like, Benny, if he does lose, which is not saying a whole lot because it's still a, a you know a shark tank of a division, but still, but if he wins, he gets an immediate immediate title shot, which is what everybody wants since that fight that they had in early this year. Yeah, right. So it is me. If I'm if I'm kind of matchmaker for the day, I'm looking at Volk defending against Ilya. Kind of like how we're all thinking, and then going up and challenging for the lightweight title. If he wins, if he loses, then you're just giving him a top five fighter to make it on his way in, anyways. The UFC is willing to kind of bend for former champions that they like. Aljo's the exception, and yeah. Then, if you're Ma- if you're looking at Max, you're basically if you're in Max's camp, you're waiting to see what happens with Volk. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. If if Volk moves up. Perfect. Then you just take the first opportunity at a title. What do you get? Well, nobody's going to hate that. Matter of fact, the ninety percent of the fans are going to want him to be champion anyway. So, well, I mean, it, what's likely right? to happen? And what's likely to happen is if if Volk wins against Taporia, supposing that's his next fight, and moves up, he's going to have to vacate. So you're going to have a vacant featherweight title. Who's likely to step into that role to fight for that belt? It's probably going to be Max against somebody. Agreed. So if you're Max and you're hanging around just waiting for Volk to leave, you know, you're, you're basically waiting on your opportunity to fight potentially for a vacant belt. Yeah, I kind of mm. like that. Like, Max is rich. He's got a lot of stuff going on in Hawaii. Like, he's living his best life there. He doesn't need to be fighting all the time. Why not just kind of see how the Volk situation plays out and uh, go from there? Yeah, are there, are there any other legacy fights he could kind of pick off? Any other? Honestly, Edson. Edson Barbosa. Has he not fought him? No. I didn't... You sure? Yep. Oh, God damn it. I'm looking I don't even up. have to look at his Wikipedia or his... Uh, his uh, you motherfucker. I, 100%. Yep. Like, they're going to need him to fight one more time anyways. Because Max oh, is that's right, because he's only fought a little bit at 145, and he, and he didn't get the title shot. So, yeah, they didn't fight. 
In which case, you could just put Mozart Ivoyev and Arnold Allen against each other, and then that'd be the title eliminator. Winner of those fights for the title. Yeah. Ivoyev would be, uh, Ivoyev against Max for a vacant featherweight title would be something. It'd be pretty good. Right. It'd be pretty good scrap. So is, so is Volk the type of fighter that if he loses, does he need the rematch to get that win back, like against Ilya? Like, I'm not sure Volk's that type of person. Like, I think he accepts his L's pretty well and might just be like, ah, I lost tonight. Except, except against uh, Islam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the same thing, yeah. Yeah, well, this is all assuming, too. Time. I mean, time. granted, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Deidre. I would just say Max and Edson would be a fun, fun fight. And Edson can't have that many fights left in him, despite the fact he still looks like he's chiseled out of a piece of teak. <laughs> he's 30, 37 now, 30, 38 next year. I January. just, I don't... I don't know if Max fights a number 14, you know, at this point in his career, just, just for legacy. Uh, what was Zombie? What was zombie? Green? Yeah. I don't know what Zombie was. Eight. He was eight. Uh, was he eight? Oh, wow. Yeah. Max but was Max to go down for looking for legacy fights, and, or just like fun fights, and it's like, fuck it. But if you're right there at the precipice of a potential another title shot, if something happens to Volk, why do you jeopardize that just for a fight? Because Volk gets the immediate rematch if he chooses. Well, I was going to say, if he chooses to stay because yeah. of whatever happens with Ilya, let's say Ilya manages to get the upset, Volk is going to want to get that rematch back. Stay the champion, retain, where like the, you know, Regain the title and then retire from 45 to move up. He'd rather do that. Yeah. Then, you know, that delays his uh, Max's ability to get back into the title anyways, because he already got three losses to the guy who's champion. Right. So he's basically, Max is taking a gamble either way, whether he takes a fight in the meantime or just waits. Absolutely. Well, Max versus Bryce Mitchell. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> no. You don't want that? I can't. No, I can't. No, not. No. I like it, but it's like, what if Max loses? Like, Bryce can do something well, stupid and win that fight somehow. I don't know. Fine. I think that's kind of that, well, that's kind of what I was saying about the Edson fight. Because as fun as that would be, I mean, Edson's the kind of striker where he, he any given night he could knock anybody out in that division. Usually yeah, granted, loses, loses to better strikers, though. I mean, let's wait him and Giga did, right? All right, I, I, I got to figure it out. Here's what you do with Max. He waits for the Volk situation to play out. You bring back Nate Diaz. You look at it at 170. <laughs> Fuck it. Nate Diaz, Max Holloway, 170. Max has got a good chance of winning that fight. And it's a legacy fight. It's a headliner. It's a pay-per-view headliner. And, uh... Why the hell are you trying to jack Max up to 170 pounds? Well, he walks around close to that, so he can just walk in there and fight Nate Diaz. Yeah, but Why not just make it at 65? Because UFC doesn't do with 65. That's like a curse word. Uh, I mean, you're, you're not wrong, but still, I think that... Yeah. Make it up wherever way. Or whatever way. 
whatever yeah. the way we fight at. Yeah. <laughs> Open weight challenge. Right, so, yeah, yeah. So you're just matching him up with Nate Diaz if he comes back. Yeah. I think Nate's only going to come back to the UFC for a fight with Connor. And that Agreed. Big you know what? That's what you do. That's what you do. You wait, and then you put him in a, a pay-per-view headline or non-title event with Connor. You know, Connor's been saying he wants three fights a year. Let's fucking call him out on it. Let's give him three fights if a he year. He can get back into the USADA pool, maybe, but he can't even do that. That's, no, that don't, don't worry about that. They've got waivers for that shit. Y'all tripping? <laughs> Obviously, they're keeping him out of the pool. <laughs> it's don't worry about it, dude. It. There's waivers, dude. It's it's fine. You say this. Fine. You say this. The last time they Mark did Hunt, that, man. Mark Hunt took them to court for it. Yeah, and and he's getting sued for their like he has to pay at their legal expenses. Like, well, not if the lawsuit fight. that's currently in class action goes through, which it actually now they got certified, so twelve hundred fighters can get a hundred and what one point five billion dollars in damages, and in this <laughs> in the United States, that's triple. So they could be paying over well three billion dollars in damages. It's a lawsuit. Are you guys familiar with that at all? The lawsuit? Yeah. I mean, no, it depends, no, it's depends well, what you mean by familiar. Well, I heard after the like after the last news that came out, they said that someone had uh, wanted to combine the two class action lawsuits, like the second one that involved like the more current fighters too, and I was just. I didn't know if it was the judge that wanted to do that or if, like, the UFC was the one that wanted to combine the two lawsuits to try to shenanigan more. I'm not familiar. I couldn't say. No, I think what it is is the, um, essentially, uh, the UFC is basically saying we're okay with either because if we win, that both lawsuits are pretty much null and void. Uh, they lost the identity one, which is their rights to their identity, which is why we see them on video games and posters and shit, like promotional for material. So they they lost that, which included Nate Quarter and I'm thinking one other fighter. But um, they uh, the time period I think is from 2010 to 2017, and then the one that has Cajun Johnson and uh, CB Dalloway is after that. So essentially. Whatever happens with this lawsuit is going to include their result. So the, I guess the other thing was that they were waiting on a tuna fish case, which essentially was like the workers that were pretty much responsible for packaging everything together. I guess they were waiting for that to pretty much push through plus COVID. So it's been sitting for like almost like 10 years. So, yeah, just one of those yeah, things. Would- it won't get solved for another three. Yeah, I was just curious because there's two lawsuits. There's like one that involves current fighters also. That might be John Fitch or someone. I forget who's or uh, Raging Cajun Johnson or John Johnson, maybe. But there's a yeah. second class action lawsuit, and uh, someone mentioned actually merging them into one lawsuit. And I didn't know if that was uh, like the judge or no, because they had they had missed that date when it was filed, and theirs came after. I think the UFC is more willing to take them on as is, but then it would only be one class action so that there wouldn't be a follow-up. I think that's the thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, real quick, before we move on from the card, was there anything else anybody wanted to say about it? I got something. Uh, Singapore. Kind of weird 
UFC to be uh, sort of establishing a stronghold there with so much of one having uh, one championship having their stuff go on there. But I think we're going to see a lot more events in Singapore from UFC because they've now got to deal with the Singapore Board of Tourism. Really? So, Interesting. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if this becomes a uh, possible recurring theme. Well, I can't blame the guy. You see Chatri's success, and you know <laughs> everything Chatri does has been like gold. So of course, UFC is going to want to get in on some of that uh, sweet bot. But <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of that I, sweet I'm, bot. That's what, what are they getting hot. from there? As far as like their site fees, because I know the UFC only reason why they leave the Apex for um, the uh, is for site fees that they get. I mean, what was it? Dallas, I think, was giving them like a three million or something. I'm gonna guess. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. I'm not sure. I couldn't. I would. I don't want to speculate, but I'm gonna guess it's sizable. Because I'm, I'm almost certain this is like, they were, didn't they go there last year also? Yeah. Yes, that was with um, Weili Zhang and uh, Joanna Jenjajic as the co-main event. And then they had the, uh, uh, they had uh, Glover Teixeira versus Yuri Pachaska as the main. Yeah, I think they've been going there since uh, they started that Road to the UFC show. That's like, right. all Asia fighters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really trying to uh, get a uh, market share in that part of the world. Yeah, it's interesting because the Singapore government's like mad at one in Chatri. No, Muay Thai Federation suing him. It's kind of interesting. Uh, UFC might be getting a footprint there. You know anything about Dana and, and uh, the UFC brass? They see an opportunity, they're going to jump on it. We're not buying them. We need to kill them. So, looking forward, we've got Gone versus Spivak. Uh, one, one thing, uh, if it's okay, before we move forward, I just want to ask if anyone saw uh, the Usyk fight over the weekend. Yeah, so did you see so the what? body, the the alleged groin strike that dropped him for four minutes? That that was a that would look like a groin strike to me from the backside. I didn't get the ultimate angle. Well, I mean, we're all men here, okay? <laughs> it hit the top of the belt line, like in if it grazed the cup, it was like in the dick area. Like dick punches aren't that bad. It's the balls that are like. But they're boxers, so it's different. But yeah, yeah, I, what I'm saying is it hit him on the belt line. And if anything, it caught the tip of his penis, but probably not. I mean, it was like the, on the belt line. Like the commentators called it right. They said that was on the belt line, like in the uh, bladder area. And it dropped. But it is, it is Usyk. So they're willing to look a little, a little bit the other way just to kind of see if he could get up. He's more of a money guy than was it, what was the other gentleman's name? Uh, Bougay? I have no idea. Bardo. That was, pretty, that was pretty much when I tuned into the fight, and I was like, because I was laughing. I was, I said, "Is is this MMA that I'm watching here, or what?" With all the nut punches. <laughs> oh, you, you were talking. Oh, that was last night. That was boxing last night, man. There was like oh, a no, price top by dick punches. Yeah, 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 I saw that in the uh, Discord, but I was 
just speaking about the Usyk fight. So that's the first oh, time I've ever seen him fight. So then I walked in and he's laying on the floor holding his stomach because as far as I'm concerned, he got punched in the stomach. That was not a nut shot. The referee well, it, let, him, let him sit there and recover and then he got him up and went, are you sure? Would you like exactly. another minute? And he's like, no, 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 I want to fight. He said, no, 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 you have another minute. Just calm yep. down there. That was the like, real takeaway yeah. for me was the yeah. ref. The ref was like encouraging him to take more time, take more time. That's not a very impartial referee. Nope. That seems like yeah, uh, somebody with a vested interest. Where was this at? Uh, Poland. See, yeah, no, that makes more sense. I probably, probably just wants to get out of the, re- the arena alive then. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not saying... Like, the other guy was not the better boxer. But, I mean, like, that shit knocked him down. And he might have got up within the time frame, had the, you know, the ref immediately, like, figured it was a groin strike. And I feel it was robbed of a knockdown, and potentially a victory, but most likely just a knockdown. But that shit's kind of fucked up. Well, he was losing the fight altogether, correct? Yeah. Okay. But his body shots were be affecting a... Usyk, and that shit fucking, like, robbed him. That was that was a legit punch. Like, I, I hate to like be Captain B, but like you can put that shit on my grave. That shit was fucking clean on the belt line <laughs> in the bladder. Well, as Frank Warren said, if that was a foul punch, why didn't the, the ref take a point? Yeah, agreed. Yeah, because that was yeah, a, that's like actually a, questionable. I mean, I don't yeah. know how strict they are on stuff like that in boxing because I don't really watch it these days. But yeah, so the... it's a clear foul. It's a clear point point deduction, is it not? You don't. They don't mess about in boxing. When you get knocked down, they take a point. Yeah, no, especially most... one that causes big damage. Like they don't fuck around with that shit. No, most of the time they're gonna give like a stern warning at the beginning of the fight, and then they usually just kind of like unless you're the fighter who is. The A side in boxing, they're gonna, you know, be more stringent against you most of the time. So I'm imagining it was just like they basically gave Usyk every opportunity, and because it wasn't like an egregious thing consistently, like you know, where he was constantly doing low blows or constantly doing dirty boxing tactics, I doubt they were gonna give him a point unless Usyk manages to, you know, complain a little bit more, which I doubt. So. I mean, I don't think it's going to stop it. You're not wrong. I'm just saying. There's a lot yeah. of aspects to consider. Yeah, so just like also one last thing before we move on to the preview of the upcoming card. Um, if y'all didn't watch boxing last night on ESPN, there was a fight that was like had more groin strikes than I'd ever seen in my entire life. It was stopped by groin strikes. It was, was just happening? amazing. Yeah, I, I really hope to see it on Have You Seen This Shit. I can't think of the name, but I'll find it, and I'll put it in the description. But, uh, oh, perfect. Yeah. There was there was a minimum five nut shots in one round. It was unlike anything I've ever seen. Except, well, I mean, it was like those dick punches back in the MMA days, but, like, harder <laughs> and not so rapid fire. And then in the, in the following round, the fighter who committed the five previous dick punches punched him in the dick again and got DQ'd. <laughs> yeah. Lost so a belt. Like, that was a title fight. Yeah, lost a belt. <laughs> Over a dick punch. 
what, what did strike me up was the uh, the guy who was commentating the fight in the Usyk fight and then talking about uh, being punched in the groin, you know, by a 210-pound man or whatever uh, weight they were in at. And then saying it with 10-ounce gloves on. And I'm just sat there thinking, have you never seen MMA with people getting kneed or shin kicked or punched <laughs> in the groin with four-ounce gloves? Just shut up. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> See, I hate oh. that. It's like, yeah. what are you doing, bro? Like, have you never had another man kick you in the nuts before? Seriously. Anyone who's done any Do kind of sport has been kicked in the nuts at some point. Uh, <laughs> have you all been kicked in the nuts hard? Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm Dave. Like, yeah. Yeah. A few definitely here and there. Yeah, he's like, my shit swole up for two weeks and I couldn't find my balls and everything was painful. <laughs> The, be- the best one I ever saw was uh, was a martial arts thing doing defense against three or more attackers, and we had some young guy in there. It was a brown belt, but he was only about eleven or twelve. And obviously, when someone comes in and attacks you and grabs hold of you, you're supposed to do the like as if you're kneeing him in the groin, and then they're supposed to back off, kind of thing, because you're not hitting with full contact. And uh, a mate of mine uh, was grappling, didn't notice the kid throwing the kick to the groin. So ignored it. So the young lad brought his knee up, and I've never seen someone hit the fetal position in midair before. Uh, this six-foot guy just hit the ground in a ball. Uh, <laughs> oh God! Dropped by an eleven-year-old. Stranger, stranger danger. That's my purse. I don't know you, man. Right nuts. Mark. That's a King of the Hill reference, danger. I don't know if you've seen that show over in the. No, I don't know that one. One other thing before you jump on wherever you're going. That's the first time I've seen Usyk box. I was not impressed at all. I, I would think that Fury would destroy him. Yeah, yeah, I man. Saw. I don't, I don't see why people are saying that Fury's scared of him. I think he'd massacre him. You wanted to just fight him. Just fight the man. Stop acting because, like you don't. He doesn't care. Like I mean, he retired. Want Tyson Fury retired before? Like he doesn't care. He doesn't yeah, exactly. Have but, like, he's the heavyweight champion of the world. You might as well fight the guy who's the only other successor to the throne. No. Okay. All right. Never mind. That's why I hate boxing. <laughs> no. I, no, I'm, I'm like a boxing casual. Like, my takes don't count. But, like, I don't care. Like, have him fight Francis and then rematch in MMA. Like, I don't give a fuck about the Usyk fight. Like, I think oh, Francis. I, I think Tyson Fury, like, destroys him. He's like a foot taller than him and a better boxer. Like, oh, Francis mm. did. Francis got a shout out on the air last night after the Usyk fight. Yeah, he did. Yeah, they roped him off though. Huh. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know, any publicity is good publicity, right? That's mm-hmm. true. Well, in the interest of time, should we move forward? Yeah. Yeah. All right. The upcoming Gone versus Spivak card. Okay, my question, crew, real quick before it gets started. Wasn't it supposed to be the Russian kid, the one that was knocking everybody out in the first round in the first two, three minutes? Hamza? No, Pavlovich. No. Thank you, Pavlovich, yes. Sergey Pavlovich, yes. He's still there. Has he got five? No, what? it's Sergey Spivak who's fighting. Yeah, what? what? My, I, I originally saw the lineup and it said, like when it when it first like said Gon was fighting somebody again, it was supposed to be Steve or um not Steve Ak, but uh Pavlovich. If I'm was not it? mistaken. 
I swear to God. <laughs> Look, Might be having a little bit of analogy. a Mandela effect there. It, it can't mm. be Gan versus Pavlovich. Pavlovich is number one contender. And Gan just I got swear. Gan just got murdered. Look at the lineup from... Uh, well, Tapology may have that, because usually they have, like, cancelled bouts or something like that. Mm. Uh, I'm currently looking at uh, Wikipedia, and it says... Uh, is expected to be headlined by a heavyweight bout between former interim UFC heavyweight champion Cyril Gaon and Sergey Spivak. Um, I said, I'm looking here at Google. It shows him calling him out for September, but I, so I can't. I can't see how they can give Gan to Pavlovich or. Vice oh, here's one on tap. Bout canceled point to a Pavlovich injury. I guess it was booked. Man, you're so smart. Huh? Oh wow. No, I swear. I, that's why I just like that Mandela effect thing you said. I was like, y'all, please, please let me be right on this one. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw up the picture. Just the chat if so it was booked. What were you going to say, Danger? I was going to say, does Pavlovich get injured a lot? Because he was supposed to fight Aspinall twice, and he backed out of those. Now apparently um, he didn't want to fight Gan. For an no, he might so just be I angling for the that, title fight. Like he might just be like, "I'll wait," and I'm the number one contender. So, fuck it. Because I wouldn't want to fight. Um, the Aspinall fight. Want, the Aspinall yeah, fight. I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want to fight Aspinall if I'm top of the either. Because Aspinall's a athletic, b powerful, and b a good grappler, or c a good grappler. He's all three of the things. Yeah, but they were booked before Aspinall blew his knee out, I believe, and he never fought, never fought him anyway. He pulled out for injury. Oh, was that when he was first like entering the UFC? I don't exactly know. Like I said, I only know. I remember Tom Aspinall talking about it and saying he'd had two fights booked against him and Pavlovich had dropped out of both. And Tom, to be fair, did say, I don't think he's scared of me. It's just injury or whatever it is. But nonetheless, he still pulled out of two fights against Aspinall. He was injured a lot in his early going uh, after the um, his first introduction into the division for the UFC was uh, um, horse meat. Uh, Overeem. Oh, oh yeah, Overeem. Overeem. Thank you. Overeem. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't get crushed on the ground injured. or something. Yep. No, Overeem immediately took him down to the ground and just beat the shit out of him. Um, I think it was because he wasn't like ready for that fight, and then on top of it, he was also coming off of injuries and had sustained injuries during like after the fight, and then COVID hit, so he was just kind of like in limbo more or less. And then recently, I think he just started going on that run. So, how many fighters do you know on this list? And be honest. Okay, no momento. Let's see. I posted a picture of it. Uh, okay. I'm going to say about a third of the fighters. <laughs> I know like less. three of them. Like I'm, I'm fairly confident. I know three of them and that's it. Okay. Well, I'm going to say like, we all know who Mana and Fear is, Rose Nama Yunus. Oh, on the prelims. On the prelims. No, no. <laughs> I think I know maybe one. Yeah, talking about prelims. Talking about prelims. I know. Uh, let's see. Farid Basharat. That's a familiar yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, I think Habib I know Reese McKee. 
But he doesn't look familiar. Yeah. I know the hair of Jocelyn Edwards. And like that's it. Yes. Yes. Reese McKee or Rice McKee, wasn't he um I want to say he was a PFL or Bellator guy at one point. Bellator, I think. Yeah, I'm almost positive. Bellator, uh, good nickname. <laughs> yeah, other than that, the prelim the prelims are I I think they're catering to the locals, you know. No, he was Cage Warriors. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, he, he's the one who lost to um, Chimaev. I, I was going to say, was it that, that was not him? He got murdered, didn't he? I don't, I don't think. Well, obviously, he didn't land a punch because hardly anyone did for those first four minutes yeah. already. Yeah. And then he got Alex Morono and couldn't do anything to him. Yep. Morono was kind of sneaky good sometimes. Yeah, he can be. Yeah, I would say that uh, they're kind of catering to the locals with the prelims. It looks like a lot of, uh, you know, maybe people with ties to that area. I had a couple questions about the main card. Um, this Vulcan Uzdemir fight, he's fighting Bogdan Guskov. Is anyone familiar with uh, Bogdan Guskov at all? Like, I can't see his picture or nothing like that. Like, I don't know if I've ever heard of this. No, not familiar. Nope. Oh, he looks like Anthony Nothing. Smith. That's Anthony Smith. Oh, that's the... Yeah, that's the that Anthony Smith. That was the Smith joke, off. right? <laughs> no, that's actually Anthony Smith. I'm putting a picture. That's the... Yeah, that's the guy that... uh, He's literally like a doppelganger of him. Yeah. Russian Anthony Smith. I don't even know what pictures you're looking at, so... <laughs> oh, I put it in the chat Maybe chat. In the Very chat Lord window... Yeah, yeah, he looks a lot like a Lord of the Rings orc. Okay. Yeah, Russian Anthony Yeah, like Smith. him and yeah. Anthony, like the orc and Anthony Smith had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he does look, yeah, he does indeed look like Anthony Smith. Slightly fatter face, not much though. <laughs> okay, so I, mean, I got to protect his family. <laughs> yeah, you're good, you're good now. Yeah, that's good now. Uh, Fierot, the girl that's fighting uh, Rose Namajunas. Like, I yes. don't know anything about her. Like, I've seen all her fights, and, uh, like, I don't remember anything. Is she a striker? Is she a grappler? Is she oh, good? 100%. This is what I would say, dude. If you're looking at her, she's literally the better version of strike. No, I shouldn't say better. That's that's actually stupid. It should be she is the striking version of Holly Holm when she first came into the UFC. Take away the yeah. grappling. Just... Defensive grappling, that's pretty much it. She has no offensive grappling. She's literally a standard kickboxer. Doesn't have finishing power, but she has consistency. And, uh, all right. So is she, is she boring? No, just not exciting. She's if, like Holly Holm without the, without the uh, finishes. So she, somebody, like, kicks there a lot and says Kia and... <laughs> like just position somehow. If somebody's willing does, to out, and out grapple her, she's boring. Yes, but if she doesn't get out grappled, she's she can be entertaining. She does have a number of finishes. In the UFC, uh, not in UFC, but in her in her professional career, uh, primarily TKOs, not much knockouts, no knockouts. That's pretty standard for ladies uh, MMA, though. 
Yeah. Oh, she, she beat Bueno Silva. That's a good win. Yeah, and she has a TKO over Baby Shark, Tabitha Ricci. <laughs> I like Baby yeah, Shark. Beat Chikugian last time out. That's a tough win to get. Like, she sucks, yeah. but that's like, uh, <laughs> if you beat Kagan, then you're kind of getting a title shot. Well, that's the other thing, is that they're both pretty much the same blueprint, except one was slightly bigger. And, uh, more experienced as far as being in the top echelon of the division. So it's like they're both strikers. They both kind of did the same thing and except this one just happened to get the you know the decision. And I thought, you know, that was close to the game, but it's neither here nor there. I think if Rose's is to her, I don't know what that says about Rose's trajectory. Rose should roll over this woman with relative ease. No, okay, no, this- so you're this is Rose's first fight in this division, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it is, yeah. Sorry to interject there. No, you're good. So, no, I was gonna, just going to say, yeah, it's like so Rose Austin's should literally... Rose. I, I, yeah. <laughs> That's no question. I'm kind of leaning Rose now that I hear about her. Like, I think Rose can grapple a bit and submit people and shit. Who are you guys well, picking? am I wrong? Am I wrong? No. Am I... Am I... Oh, actually, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember shit about her. No, I, yeah, I think that's a pretty accurate assessment. I mean, if if she if she goes up against somebody with it, it, even mediocre to to decent grappling skills, she's pretty much outmatched. She's that that's not her her world. She's a big she's a big girl though. She's you know she's athletic. She's strong. She can muscle out of positions, but technically, no. A record's fun as well, because the only fight she's lost was the first one. She's not lost since. Oh, that's good. Okay. Um, you all so, see that Rose Dominguez flying armor video? Yeah. 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 That's an OG Invictica callback. <laughs> yeah, I think Bon Fim's fighting on the prelims, though. That should be a fun fight. I think he normally brings it. Who? Yeah, he's he's looking like a uh, decent flag. Wait, Bonfim. Yeah, Bonfim? What Gabriel Bonfim? He's not listed here. Uh, maybe oh. Ismail. Yeah, I don't Is see. Him. Didn't he just fight? Yeah, both. I think both of them fought recently. Yeah, and I'm not. Oh, seeing I'm thinking him. of Basharat. I'm thinking of Farad Basharat. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. This fucking beer I got's 9.9%. What the fuck do you want from me? Blame it sounds like, like excuses, Dave. You're 9.9%. I'm 9.9% sure you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, Is Sam Denis the special forces guy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Benoit Sam Denis. He's coming off. Thiago Moses should be a winnable fight for him. Yeah, I remember him coming, seeing his first fight, and he he got murked, I think, in his first fight in the UFC. And I was very disappointed, obviously, because he had a special forces reputation. But I seem to remember he did great in his last fight or maybe last two fights. Yeah, it was actually it was uh, Benoit Saint Denis was who beat Ismail Bonfim. Ah, he face crank, a nasty face crank. Yep. That's because he, he 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 dropped down from welterweight to lightweight and now he's kind of picked up the grappling aspect, correct? Yeah, yeah. Now I would say he's this going places. 
this might be a, this might be a fast turnaround for uh Saint Denis. He's he just fought July first. Ooh, shit. that is uh, well. It is in Paris, correct? So that's like his backyard. Yeah. So okay, yeah, that makes more sense. I think he's French Canadian, but oh, French no, Canadian, no. Canadian, you know, French. Oh. He is <laughs> all the same. From my own France. Oh, okay, cool. So, so he French, is French, French. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wouldn't be oh, French Canadian. I mean, it should be a good fight. It's not like Tiago Moises usually gets run over unless you're like really good. He's 27. You think he might be going places in the lightweight division? You mean Benoit or Tiago? Uh, Benoit. Benoit. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, if he wins this one, he'd be on three, five win streak. It's good. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. yeah. I should give him Sarukian next. No. No, what are you doing? No, don't do well, that. Well, can't. Is a bomb, and I want to. I've been looking to prove it for the longest time. All right, Dave's <laughs> getting brave here. What's that? No, he is a bomb. <laughs> like he's not good. <laughs> oh my god, Dave! Have you seen him fight? No, I no did. way. We might, we might be talking about the wrong guy. I'm talking about Armin Sarukian. <laughs> I can't he's tell gone. if you're just playing the heel right now, Dave. No, he sucks. Like I don't know if you like he's got good strikes, but he completely abandons them and starts like fucking grappling people and shit. Oh yes. Well, that fight was a one-time thing. I think that was the no, no, every fight, not that fight, every fight. All right, I don't know what the hell you're watching then, Dave, because I don't think that was the case at all. The Magulla fight, the Matthews Gamrot fight, the Joel Avros fight, like. He's terrible. I don't think you like him. I just don't think you like him. Similar to your hatred of Parker Porter. Well, Parker Porter sucks. Like, <laughs> you're not gonna sit here. You're not gonna sit here and say he's a good fighter. I'm not saying that. I'm saying what is yeah. completely different from the other game. I mean, he's got like good kicks that he never uses. He throws like three a fight, and then he just fucks off and grapples. And if you can't stop the takedown, that's not the winner's fault. That's the loser's fault. He doesn't even get the takedown most of the time, and when he does, he just fucking like Dave. Dave, works on different positions and doesn't strike. Guys, defend defend Armin for me, please. <laughs> they can't. It's silence because they can't. No one can. That's like the worst. He has a beautiful head speak? of hair. He's got a beautiful yeah. head of hair. Nice beard. He's got a nice beard. Yeah, it is. Danger, please help me on this. <laughs> You're talking to a casual uh-uh. Oh my god. <sighs> All right. Other than Armin, other than pair him up with Armin, I mean, he's a good lightweight. I mean, I I would like to see him fight. If he gets this win, he beats Tiago Moises. I'm assuming he he could probably move up to like just outside the top fifteen. Yeah. You said he's he's 27, right? 27 years of age. Yeah, 27 years of age. That's young for lightweight too. Yeah, at 27, stringing together that kind of a record, uh, you know, he's got potential. 69 inches of height. <laughs> nice. 73 nice. inches of reach. This is like 5'11 yeah. at lightweight, which is usually a good thing. Yeah. 
right. Let's move on before David decides to shit all over Armin again. <laughs> well, it's terrible. I mean, it's so easy. God, Dave. That's like Dave. the Max Holloway. That's like the Max Holloway pick. It's low hanging fruit. I just, just sure. It's sure. <laughs> so, other than Vulcan, there's nobody else that anybody recognizes below that. Um, uh, Almeida. Uh, that sounds familiar. I can't exactly put a face to it. I know an Almeida, just not a Lucas Almeida. Oh, he's terrible on the ground. That's what it is. Look at, look at, okay, look at him. Look at his record. I think this man may have lost via submission his last fight. Yep. Pat Sabatini submitted the hell out of him. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is, it's honestly, it's a pretty weak card. I'm not going to lie. Well, this is the UFC standard, right? Put a couple of names at the top and then fill it with uh, contender series fighters or locals. Yeah. The is Spivak a takedown guy, or is he just like a striker yes. mostly? No, he is a takedown and lay the fuck on top of you guy. <laughs> oh, so Gon <laughs> might be in big trouble. Oh, major. Oh, major. Shit. Sergei Spivak, known as the Polar Bear. You picking uh, Spivak? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, after that last fucking fight against Jones, how can you pick Gon against any kind of a grappler? I I am going to take that no. chance, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he'll catch him on the takedown with what, like a nice uppercut or knee, like. Uh, it's not well. I here's my thing. I think it, I don't even think it's going to be so much that. I think it's literally going to be. And correct me if I'm wrong. I think Gone got embarrassed. So if I'm gone, I'm going to work on my grappling enough to. Get by against majority of the division. You don't need to be a world level grappler. You just need to be able to defend a couple of takedowns and be able to counter, maybe shoot on your, you know, yourself. He's big enough and athletic enough to figure out a couple things. He doesn't need to know everything. He just needs to actually work on it. I think he just got embarrassed because it was John. He made one mistake and then got submitted because of it. I mean, hell, this is the same guy who basically was out grappling. Nganu in their title fight and then decided to pull a heel hook uh, while taking Gon down in the fifth. He had yeah. Gon pretty much on his butt, on his ass in the championship fifth round then decides to go to his back and then pull a <laughs> fucking submission attempt on his you know, while he was winning the round and then gave up the entirety of his position. I think he's just inexperienced on the ground. So I think that confidence. lost him the fight, actually, that heel hook attempt. I think it lost That's him. That's what the I'm fight. saying. Yeah. He he literally had the fight won because he took Gon down and then decided to pull the heel hook out of nowhere. And then you know I think I think this is gonna be a, a wake up that I think that John's John Jones fight was a wake up call for him. Like, oh, oh, I can't just leisure my way into a title fight. I have to actually work at this. <laughs> what if he's still training? With that dude in Africa, or that dude in uh, France, uh, Fernand Lopez. Yep. Like, can he learn the right shit there? Can he practice he the needs, right shit there? He just needs the bodies. He just needs the bodies. You can get world-class Olympians not close or not far away. You just got to bring them in. Should come. <laughs> um, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, but 
packed with heavyweights there, apparently. I think there's about a dozen heavyweights training there. It might be the best heavyweight gym in, in the world right now. Yeah. And God reminds me of God reminds me of like a guy who's kind of leisurely there. Like he's he knows he's good, and I think that's the problem. Yeah, he's coasting. You know? Well, he, yeah. said, he, said he, did, he said he didn't train before fights. I mean, I know he's probably lying, but because you can't possibly look that good at heavyweight and not do some training, but maybe he doesn't train <laughs> as good as he should. Uh, do, do you think he was scared of Jones when he stepped into the... Or, oh, or 100%. Think, absolutely. Yeah, he was scared walking in. How could you not be? I mean, granted, yes, he took on Nganu, who was... I would argue a more intimidating dude because he brings knockout power. But Jones is tested and true. Like, he he didn't look intimidating. It's more of the fact that, like, oh, I'm going to be in a fight regardless. And I yeah. know if I even give him any momentum or any positions, he's going to take advantage of it. You couldn't mess up. With Ngannou, you kind of had opportunities to kind of, okay, I got away with that. Jones doesn't well, also, get he- that, but- like Gan trained with and gonna inspired with him for like rounds and rounds and rounds. So they were already familiar with each other. So that's right. Yeah, that's true. I think that Gon's biggest Achilles heel is going to be his arrogance. And I think that that showed its head in the Jones fight, because if you watched the, uh, the lead up stuff, the um, UFC behind the scenes videos, he was super duper lax. He was in his training. He wasn't, he wasn't wrestling or grappling hardly at all. And when you no. have that kind of reliance and uh, uh, belief that you can just coast on your striking and your athleticism alone, you're not going to, it's not going to be, it's not going to work out in your favor. And I think that that might end up being his undoing is that he's so confident in his striking and in his abilities on the feet that he's not going to put that time and that energy and embrace the grind, as they say. He's going to be in for a no, very good time then if he doesn't. Because Tom Aspinall will destroy him on the ground. We know that much. Pavlovich. Yep. I believe Pavlovich is a fairly decent wrestler, or even though he has the all the knockout power, as I understand it, he is fairly handy at wrestling too. Uh, I guess we'll see against Spivak. Yeah, this is going to be a great test of that. If not, what does that do? Knock him down to what? Number seven or number eight or something stupid in the ranking? No, he'll still be top ten. I don't think he'll lose that. But the... Yeah, I said seven or eight. I didn't say... Uh, it, it kills all momentum. That's what it does. Like, people kind of look off... Like, he, he still has a little momentum. Like, people just think he kind of shit the bed in the Jones fight. But people are still kind of wanting to get on uh, him. Well, he looks good at getting off the bus still, right? He looks like the heavyweight you would see, kind of like Joshua, except Joshua's kind of like been too chinny and lackadaisical and is just not consistent in his performances. Gan can still be consistent in his performance. He hasn't taken that much damage. He's still young enough. I mean, hell, I mean, he has the ability to be good. Whether or not he chooses to be good is on him, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And they, they clearly still have faith in him because they're sticking him in a main event in his home country after a title loss. Yep. Yeah, but again, it's in France. You kind of have to put him there. He's, even if he loses, he's still going to be a big draw in France. Right, but this, I mean, this, to, to schedule, you know, your next fight is a main event in your fucking home country. They, they must still have some faith that he's going to 
pull through. Yeah, faith or hope, one or the other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please do this. A little Please bit of both. <laughs> Just being honest. Yeah, yeah it's be cliche, I, but I think this is a real sink or swim moment for him. Like, well, no, I, I think you're right. There's no, there's no other choice. He either improves on his grappling or he just kind of falls to the wayside. Yeah. Yeah, because the Tom Aspinalls oh. of the world are proving that that this is a new age of heavyweight. This is a you have to have grappling skills. Sure. Yeah, and movement helps as well. Yeah, they're not mm. big lumbering yeah. sluggers anymore. It, it helps if you want to win. You can still not have movement and be a shit heavyweight and headline UFC fight cards. You just won't be a champ. Yeah, I true. mean, if you want to go ahead and slander Parker Porter again, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm fine with it. That's fine. Just say it. <laughs> I'm sorry that your guy is very good. <laughs> Anything else? Any other takeaways from the card? Uh, no, none for me. I mean, besides, I'm uh, pretty stoked to see this Fred Bostrak kid fight. I think he's fun. He's undefeated. You know, just to read it. Read it. I'm going to edit that out. Um, Yeah, that's all I got. Oh, the Palestinian, right? Is he Palestinian? I think he is. Can't find his Wikipedia. Afghanistan, I'm sorry. It was from he's from Afghanistan. He's a scrapper though, and he's undefeated. I'm surprised he's opening off the card. But he trains out of the same contour. Oh wait, uh, mm-hmm. nice. Little interesting side. There was supposed to be a uh, Nasrat Hackprast and Sam Patterson fight take place, but Patterson was pulled due to health issues. And a replacement was found in the promotional newcomer Landon Quinones, set for the following week at UFC 293. Yeah. Damn so it. Patterson no, was. I was just recently talking to somebody on here on the Discord about Patterson because he was supposed to be a, a big prospect coming out of the UK. He was uh, on uh, John Gooden's radar and on a, few, a couple of. Uh, podcast features and things but he just recently lost uh i'm pretty sure his last fight he lost pretty convincingly by knockout so to be replaced last minute for health issues is not a good sign well you don't want to be going in uh like pj grant did (laughs) you know yeah i think he's a lumberjack in canada now or some shit like that he's done yeah. Well, sometimes those concussion uh, symptoms don't go away. There was a guy in baseball that was literally playing, I think, for two, two or three months with concussion system uh, symptoms after getting dinged in the head. Um. So I mean, so if you don't allow your body to, you know, to get through that, you know, without taking more damage, it becomes detrimental to your career. You know, yeah. as TJ Graham found out, but. Look at Chris Holdsworth. He fucking hit his head into TJ Dillashaw's knee, and he hasn't fought since. And that was in practice. <laughs> so true. God. Anything else from this card or no? 
No, that's about all I got. Yes. You guys want to talk about news? I don't follow the news. You could try. No, I mean, like, um, the whole McGregor Chandler saga. I think it happens in December. Like, uh, Dana recently said that, you know, it wasn't going to happen this year, but, you know, I went all in on that Chandler tweet of the Christmas tree, and, uh, he seemed pretty happy about it, so I really Doubtful. think it's going to happen in December. Like, it probably won't make it in the podcast, but, like, you know, people are complaining about, you know, him not being USADA pool or whatever, but, you know, there's waivers for all that shit. So I think, you know, whatever the date he tweeted in this December is when it's going to happen. They they haven't committed anything, nor has there any, like, been, like, oh, yeah, there is usually, like, they put out material or even, like, some kind of signals that it's happening. That's not even what we're getting at now. And I'm pretty sure Dana's just trying to be, like, all right, well, it's out of my hands. I'm never trying to mess with it until one of them's ready. And pretty much we're all waiting for Connor. Chandler should have fought who? Your guy. The guy you love so much at lightweight, uh, Armin Sarukian. And then... If you say he was as terrible as he is, he probably would have beat him and maintained his spot in the top ten. Of well, Chandler doesn't fight bombs. That that fight was never an option. Gee, oh my god, this fucking slander. Well, he wants big <laughs> names. Like he he's already fought all of them. <laughs> he's he's literally he has a I want to say a losing record currently, a two and three record at lightweight currently. Well, here's what you do. You bring back Nate Diaz. You book him against Chandler at 170. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a headliner. Everyone <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, uh, Connor versus Chandler is happening in December 16th, like it or not. He'll get away. I don't think it. No, I don't you think it is. You all can cry, but he's going to lose anyway, so it doesn't matter. Hot, hot take. Hot take: Connor never fights again. Oh, I could. I, I'll, I'll put money on that too. You'll put, you put money on that. I'd put money on it. I'd. I mean, if he comes back to I'll fight, put 500 it's not on it right now. <laughs> a, a, what, I'm how calling much? you out. <laughs> Connor fights again. 500 bot. <laughs> 500 bot. Yeah, that's like two bucks, man. Come on. I mean, it's still $2, but you know what? Fine. I'll take you up on you that. You said you bet on it. I did, and I will, because I'm a man, and a man makes a bet. 500 bot. Connor comes back. 500 bot. So that's that's the whole bet? Connor comes back? Yeah, no, Connor fights you. By the date. By the date. He's saying December. I'm saying no. Okay. Well, wait, hold on a second here. I thought this was... <laughs> what? Now you want to again. change the bet? I thought you said Connor... I'll go just... I don't give a fuck. Chatri <laughs> believes in me. I believe in Chatri. Five hundred bot. He fights on December sixteenth. You guys are witnesses to this, correct? Yeah, yeah. 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 We're called to the So, so it, uh, we're agreeing. If he comes back, it's going to be in December. But I'm not saying he's going to come back. Pretty much all December. You're saying he's going to come back December. Yeah, December sixteenth. I'm not 16th, sure. Okay. Quite frankly. <laughs> what, what's your obsession with bringing uh, Nate Diaz back, Dave? He's, he's, he's a star. Well. Uh, uh, he's the, a only star. Fight, the only fight I want to see Nate Diaz in is the 
PFL MMA competition against Jake Paul because I know finally you will get the shit beaten out of him if he does that. Uh, Jake Paul, that is not <laughs> oh, so you're not the only one that agrees with that. I agree with that as well. I think Jake Paul actually beats him worse than he did in in, in uh, boxing. No, no, no. I, was, I think the other way around. That's crazy. That's uh, crazy. Uh, once, once I'm, the then crowd, I'm alone on this island. I mean, look at him. He nearly got him in a uh, guillotine in the bloody boxing match. Didn't Dude, that guillotine was tight, man. There was no way he was getting out of that. Like <laughs> he wasn't. It, Picking no, Jake this Paul is false narrative. This is false. I would put five thousand on that fight. Okay. Chatri, <laughs> <laughs> sit your tongue. <laughs> like, there's no way that, like, that fight's not even going to happen because Jake knows he loses. And I mean, he did I'm say fine. it. Yeah, that's why. I want to who, see. Yeah, Jake said it, and then sure enough, they're both. I mean, Jake is currently signed with the PFL to eventually fight on their promotion for MMA when yeah. that happens who knows but like my whole thing is is like I would just like to see Jake Paul fight in MMA period he's young enough he can make the transition who's he going to fight in boxing there's nobody he's going to fight in boxing unless it's either KSI or you know Tommy Fury other, other than those two nobody wants to rewatch the Tommy Fury fight those two to be honest like I don't I, that's what I'm saying that's what I'm saying is that his only other option would be to come to MMA eventually all right, so to answer Danger's question, my obsession with Nate Diaz is I love a Nate Diaz fight. I love a Nate Diaz fight week. Crazy shit always happens. I, it's always the same old thing. Like, he didn't lose. The fight just ended too soon. And yeah. it's just fun to have him around. I, I, I'm really hoping to see him back in the UFC after whatever he's doing with uh, Jake Paul. It's done. I've never been kind of uh, Nate. I always prefer Nick. At the two Diaz brothers, Nick's much more fun. Yeah, I was team Nate. A better boxer. I think he's better all round than Nate ever was. Nate's probably better at earning money than Nick was, but other than that, you can't say much. Well, Nick was his worst enemy, own worst enemy promotionally. Like, he didn't like to do interviews similar to Nate, but Nick was more antagonistic about it. Nate has been able to talk the more he's been on camera, whereas Nick never did that. Nick was more of like, I don't care. I mean, it is what it is. Like, he was more willing to lose money than make money, which is insane. Nick fucking yeah, hated uh, Nick's manager did him dirty, too. Like, Nick's management is kind of fucked. Yeah, they were for that last fight against... Uh, yeah, I think they've been fucked for a while, too. Like, no, that's, that's fair, but, I mean... So I've yeah. always been more Nate. I like him. I don't know why. Nick's fun. Well, Nick Nick's, was, I think Nick's actually a more fun fighter. But, well, Nick I was think... the actual championship level fighter. Yeah. Nate fought yeah. against Benson and kind of do anything to him. Yeah. I think I think Nick was one of the when I first started. What I, I saw UFC one and two on VHS back in ninety three, ninety four, whatever it was. Uh, and then I didn't really watch UFC. I didn't even know it existed anymore until I found it online. Like it was, I know it was back when the UFC was still naming cards. And I know, I think it was somewhere around the high 70s or early 80s, something like that. And Nick was one of the first fighters I saw. And he, he I guess he captured my eye when I watched him. 
because I think it was quite a while later. It was ages before I found that Nick had been banned. I think I used to get Nick and Nate mixed up quite a lot. Yeah, I think a lot of people did. Yeah. Especially in those early days when it was like, you know, Nick was kind of like this mystery man because he was banned. Yeah. Yep. You've seen a Diaz brother. It was like, oh, is that Nate? Is that Nick? Yeah. Certainly how I was. <laughs> One thing I'll say about uh, Nate Diaz, though, to go back to a previous point, Nate Diaz has never lost a fight. He's just run out of time. <laughs> yeah, that's Dave's. Uh, Except Dave's Josh Thompson. <laughs> I guess Josh Thompson, maybe. Oh, yeah. great commentator, by the way. We should Great podcaster, great commentator. We should all strive to that level of success. But, uh, we don't count that one. No, yeah. agreed. The towel was oh. thrown in beforehand. It was never a thing. Yeah. That's true. Nick threw in the towel. <laughs> Good. Is there anything else anyone noticed or have heard through the grapevine? That's about all I got. I think there's some terrible MMA on that I want to watch. I did. I did hear um, Ally Quint talking to Helen Yee, and he was saying that he think he'd heard from a what he called a reliable source that the USADA deal was coming to an end shortly. Now Helen Yee seems surprised, and I haven't heard anything, but that's what Ally Quint seems to think. Which, if that's oh. okay, Connor could wait until just the deal ends, and then. PRT Connor in the ring. <laughs> I think they'll rehab. Yeah, sure. yeah, I think. Well, what would be more beneficial for them to keep USADA or them to part ways with USADA? Unless they're paying for Maybe they're trying to like cut the fat and they want to like do it internally to save some money. I think they'll resign with USADA. I mean, like I said, like the waivers have like special circumstances in them, so they can like use waivers and shit or just lie whenever. Like if you're like the first BMF fight, Nate failed the test, and they were just going to sweep it under the rug with Jusada until he came public about it. So I mean, I have more questions about that one, mainly because Nate bought his protein powder at Whole Foods, and it's like, oh yeah, it's going to have some random shit in it. It's not like they're actually testing every single like you know those facilities aren't that clean. You act like you know what I mean, like yeah. It wasn't yeah. like he meant to take it on purpose. I think he was literally like, oh, there's some random shit in my protein shape. Like an actual issue you can take up and sue the company for. Yeah, people like yeah, no, Nick, I don't... Nick and Nate, I can believe they would never willingly torture a performance-enhancing drug. They're just too anti it, and that it would destroy their reputation if they were caught with a real serious sample. So I can well yeah, believe like... it's a tainted sample. Tainted I don't think Nate did it intentionally. I'm just, I just think that that goes to show that it's really convenient for UFC to have USADA on their side because they've shown they can try and sweep shit under the rug and be quiet about it. Like, well, they, didn't, they, like, do they have, don't announce it anymore. Like, Bueno Silva failed her test, and no, like, no one would have known about it have, she went public. You remember what they, why they did that, right? Why they don't say anything anymore? Yeah, because of, like, false tests and or, like, contaminated supplements and shit and... Well, yeah, because like everybody would blast them for, you know, they're a cheater. And it's like, oh, it comes out. Well, you know, technically it's like Blaine of Silva's thing where it's technically ADHD medicine. So they basically signed a policy in place that basically says we won't tell anybody about your failed drug test. You will be informed 
the UFC will be informed, but nobody else will know. You just won't fight unless you say anything about it, which is your right, which is basically what it should be, almost like a doctor confidentiality, you know, agreement situation. But yeah, I'm not you know, that's why a lot of people have wondered about Hamzat being out for 13 months. Could it be? And Jones being out for three years. Yeah, well, yeah, Jones. It's John Jones. Yeah. That's not a surprise. Yeah, that's true. He wanted to no, bulk. I up think that's a good policy. Like, that's a really good policy. It's just they've shown that they can exploit that policy and still keep the USADA name. Like, they were going to let Nate fight anyway. And no one was going to know until Nate went public about it. So. I imagine that well, it wasn't like it was time. anything serious to begin with. You know what I mean? It was yeah. literally like, oh, it, that's the thing I, I take from the Nate situation. And he blew it out of proportion. It's just like, he, it, like legit, it could have been something where it's like, yeah, no, it's just a misunderstanding because you took this thing. That's fine. That makes more sense. He just wanted to be like, oh, they're going to just say I cheated. No one's going to think you cheated, Nate. I mean, look at you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, um, I guess the. Uh, the bottom line with me is, is I kind of got Luke Thomas's view on this. It's like, I don't care who does their drug testing. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't really fine. care what happens. As long as my fights keep happening, I'm okay. So where do you go with that? Do you say we'll have a division where it's fine to use performance-enhancing drugs and we have a division where it's, it's illegal? Or do you do, no, or just do keep the, no, just keep the – no, I would just keep the current system where everyone cheats. Everyone but oh, the Diaz brothers. I'm gonna I'm gonna side on the opposite side on this one where it's like I might as well at least try, man. I mean we're not going back to the Pride era anymore or anytime soon. I mean yes, there's cheating. People get caught cheating and I think it's I'm on Air Bronstetter's like line of thinking on this one where it's like people do get caught still. I mean obviously Myra Buena Civil got caught. And it wasn't even performance enhancing. It's an ADHD medication. I mean, it... well, it might be ADHD medicine tends to be heavy in amphetamines. That might be a little performance enhancing. She didn't take I any mean, competition. No, that's oh. what I'm saying. It's like we still caught it. They still caught it. And I don't know I'm, yeah. what Luke Thomas is saying. In, in and I disagree with him on this. Where it's like, well, they could just cheat the test. Well, it's like. Like, they can, maybe, but that requires a shit ton of money, and the only reason why you would take a shit ton of money to do that is because you have a shit ton of exposable income to do that. Like, Connor. You know? Well, here's, I mean, the, thing. Chris. here's the thing, though. No. Fighters are still cheating. 90% of the roster, probably, is still cheating. Like, no matter what that, they seriously. do. I think you'd be surprised. <laughs> no. Like, these coaches, these high-level coaches, they know what's up. Like you got, I mean, you know, you're, your major MMA maybe, coaches. Maybe like, like, maybe, maybe, maybe you're right, but I doubt that that accessibility exists everywhere. Which is what I'm saying. A majority of the new people who are coming in, if they do fail a test, most of the time it's the low level guys that do. And again, most of the time when they do, it's because they have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Whereas the old guard, majority of them are going to try to cheat because what's the point? Then you get caught, and then it's two year suspension. Look at TJ Dillashaw. You know, well, my point Unless is, you have a name. Are, what's the point? Cheaters are always going to cheat, no matter how much testing they do. The cheaters are always going to cheat. No, so you, you can do, I, like, yeah. It, it's going to be in the I, sport, no matter what, like it or not. No, I agree. I just don't think it's as rampant as as it, everybody makes it sound. It's not like you the crazy. NFL where these guys are walking away with millions of dollars. 
you know, for boxing where they're walking away with $20 million each. Everyone's These are low, low level income guys who are literally blue collar who are walking in from the street to make it onto the contender series. Your average Joe is now inside the UFC where that wasn't the case before. Yeah, I think their coaches know what's I think most of them have the same group of 10 coaches that are pretty familiar with that shit, but it is what it is. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, that's true. You go, it's, it's one for you then, uh, Settler. Well, pick your three fighters that you would never expect to get caught for a performance center. I.e., you really think they're clean. Or five if you want, three or five. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Weidman, Edgar, Diaz, Machida, Bisbing. Machida, no one who actually got caught for. Uh, yeah, no, Machida is the only one who did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but those are five that I would think would never, ever touch the shit. Yeah, Bisbing's out of the game, but I'll let you have him. <laughs> All right, let me see. If I was going to pick five, five would be Robert Whitaker, Max Holloway. Um, I would have said Frankie Edgar, so I'm not going to say Frankie Edgar. I'll say um, BJ Penn. I'll say uh, I would have said Forrest Griffin back in the day, but I'm not going to go with Forrest Griffin. I'll say Glover Teixeira. And my fifth would have been um, probably... Leon Edwards. You've got three of mine in the the first two and the last one. Interesting. <laughs> you had Leon Edwards too, Danger Mouse. Yeah, Leon, Max Holloway, uh, and I'm trying to think what you said the first time. Uh, Whitaker. Whitaker. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and if I want to throw another two on top, I would go for Tom Aspinall, another Englishman. Because he don't need to, quite frankly. Uh, He's such a nice dude. I doubt he'd do it willingly. Yeah, exactly. That's another thing. He just seems like a really honest, uh, decent guy. Plus, I'm biased again. He's English. That's fair. <laughs> I was biased with my America picks. Fucking Chris Weidman and Brittany Edgar like I'll, I'll America. Pick, yeah, I could pick either Justin Gaethje or Stephen Thompson for uh, for my... I don't know. Oh. Oh, Wonderboy, Wonderboy, good one. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, that—that's. I was actually looking on the rankings for the, uh, Sean Strickland because I don't think he would either. That was the name. Oh no, he'd—he'd he'd say you're a pussy for doing it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I do kind of share that mentality with him. We'll see. That. <laughs> oh, I would say picking from the names left over. Uh... But see, I don't think Volk would. Um, Volk doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. No, that's a good one. Uh, you guys named a lot of the really good ones. <laughs> I know <laughs> Izzy never took a PE in his life. I forgot that <laughs> one. I can probably name. He hasn't failed a test either. I think Costa got his side jacket. That's a good entry. I would say Chandler, but Chandler looks like he takes them. <laughs> oh, yeah, Chandler well, takes everything. What? <laughs> he does it he's for a good reason. That persona. He's got that all-American fucking boy next door thing going on. 
Yeah. What about Anthony, I mean, Anthony I just, Smith? Yeah. I couldn't see Anthony Smith taking him. Yeah, that's no, probably because he's got other drugs that are in his system, probably. <laughs> you know, I such think a good Anthony friend Smith would take him. This being a disown him if he uh, ever popped for uh, steroids. That's true. Huh. That's actually true. That's true. Yes. <laughs> Shavkat. I don't think Shavkat would. Shavkat seems like a man of honor. Yeah, that's a not a bad choice at all. Uh, you say Shavkat? Yeah. Yeah, Shavkat. Yeah, I thought you said yeah. Kamsat at first. I thought. Oh, question. <laughs> he does no, whatever no. fucking Kadyrov tells him to. That's true. You yeah. tell him it's vitamins. It's fine. Paul yeah. Craig. Oh, Paul Craig, of course. I think he would, mainly because he's losing. I think, I think he's he doing might... something to cut down to 185. He, I think he's being enhanced by recreational drugs, if anything. <laughs> oh, I'm not disputing that. He's Scottish. <laughs> oh, <true>. <laughs> <laughs> the highest, highest drug death, death, in, uh, death rate in Europe, I believe. Knife arm. Is that a thing? Get the knife crime out there. <laughs> They love they love their smack up in Scotland. God, great drug. Never tried it. Right. <laughs> what's a what's another name you could throw out there? Cruz. I would have put Anderson Silva on there until you know. <laughs> I think Anderson was the exception. I think he did what what um. Who was it? Yeah, I think, well, that was the other thing, too. It's like, I, it's fine. Just say the thing, but then you got to come back and do it, what everybody else is. I mean, Chris had to do it, you know? There, I get the whole he's a star kind of thing, but, like, you know, at least try to make it seem like you're not, you know, oh, well, I got to do the, you know, I'm doing this for my family. If you cared about your family, you wouldn't be going out and fucking partying all night, you fucking prick, you know? Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think. Uh, oh, um, uh, Caceres, Alex Caceres, because he does. That's animals. a good one. That is another good one. <laughs> That's the thing. Kind of pot, though. He does. He lives that Bruce Lee life. He does. Or that Bruce Lee okay. life. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that that makes me think of uh, Prohoshka. Prohoshka probably would be a good one. Yeah, that is. Oh, cool. yeah. Like he's a he's, samurai. And shit. Yeah, Mr. Martial Arts Life. Bushido. Right. You could put the Dawkins brothers on there. They never took a PE <laughs> in their lives. No, I think I think that one's questionable. I think they have to. Have you seen them? Well, it's a no, it's obvious, true, but like still. <laughs> <laughs> he may have to cut down to 205, but sure didn't look like it. No yeah, way he's he a cap. former law enforcement. There's no way he would ever do such a thing. <laughs> I'm former law enforcement. <laughs> so don't we back the blue around here? What the fuck? <laughs> this is this is MMA. We're supposed to be conservative. Let you. Yeah, that true uh, American values. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting that yeah. no one, no one's named a single female that they trust. But... 
don't think that counts the same way, though, right? <laughs> Roxanne Mataferi. No way. He never took shit. Absolutely. That's Rose. A good one. That's a good one. Would Rose count? No, Rose. She takes what Pat tells her to take, so. Okay, yeah, there's a lot of tells her it's there. Flintstone vitamins. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. It's like here, inject these Flintstones chewables. It's new flavor. <laughs> okay, Pat. <laughs> oh, God, Cyborg, so she's been clean for a long time. Well, I think she is now. I mean, she looks like she actually her, is her age as a fighter. Yeah. Holly Holm, preacher's daughter. Mm. She takes everything. She takes no, everything. You know what? I'm on, I'm on his side. Lazy, Lazy's got a point. He, she doesn't have any good technique anymore. Therefore, she only knows how to do a couple of things. Otherwise, she'd be knocking people out or submitting them left and right. Yeah. If she was juiced, she'd be fucking kicking people's heads off. No, it's, she yep. is used. She uses her strength now and just holds people against the wall and stall. The uh, Aaron that doesn't require much when you're up. literally when you're literally got the frame and just a little bit of know how. It's not like she's inquiring. Like, but that's the other half too. Is that women's MMA? They all kind of mirror each other. If like, have let's you say seen Rock Pennington, I am just saying. Did you watch the Raquel Pennington fight? Yeah, Holly Holm is my team. age, and well, she's fucking she shredded. Goes, well, she yo, it's not, she's shredded and she's really strong. And the good thing a, about Christian, and she's a Christian. And you, well, with Christians, you can take this. Forgiveness. The, she, I'm just saying, I don't think that's how that works, but that's fine. <laughs> no, it is. You you do whatever you want, and you ask for forgiveness. Yeah. She could just go to her dad's house and fucking do confession right there. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, I want to say I don't want to. I don't want to go all in on. If like Austin's religious, I don't want to like. No, no, that's not even no. That's not even no. I was just gonna say like no. She, it, I don't think she uses it like that. I think her, I, I swear to God, she looks like a thumb with a face. Yeah, but a muscle thumb. <laughs> that's true. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> you don't look like that when you're 43 without taking some like shit. That's probably. I don't true. think she's. I don't think she has kids. No, but she's she also had that uh symptom like uh uh it's kinda weird to say, but when you take drugs, sometimes you're uh with the females the camel toe area gets really bad and there was like a big controversy <laughs> about her duties with that. That's a new one on the Is that a thing? Yeah, that's she, a thing. It's like gyno, but for women. Like dabbling in the testosterone and things are uh Oh, yeah, Things were growing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God damn it! All right. I, I mean, it was a thing. Bit. Like it, it was, it was clearly I obvious. It was more the way, and something's not well, normal. I, I always oh. thought if you took them, if I'm not mistaken, it usually thickened the brow and then made the voice octaves a little deeper. That's why a lot of the Brazilians have deep voices, apparently. No, I think they just have deep voices because they're Brazilian. Mm. I mean, do you think Andrade just has a naturally nice voice? <laughs> Cyborg, naturally nice voice. Amanda, maybe, but that's just because she just beat the shit out of people for a living. No, <laughs> Amanda. Amanda was on the sauce, definitely. She was on. 
she never looked like it because she was always tired after the first round. <laughs> well, there's different drugs for different things. This is true. God. Angela Hill. She has too spotty a record to be on anything. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. Any other names? Nothing. <laughs> this shit this shit really went off the rails real quick. A little bit, yeah. I mean Mark I mean, random questions. <laughs> somehow wound up on uh enlarged areas. Oh I mean, that, it's, yeah, that's Dave's fault. Yeah. I'm not taking responsibility. For I think that. well yeah. Well Dave's little whole spiel about you know Armin really threw me for a loop. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think, I mean, I thought that was known to everyone. I didn't mean to shit on your guy. No, I thought that, that was actually sort of shocking and surprising and hilarious at the same time. Yeah. yeah. I think the, the big takeaways here today have been uh, Dave hates Armin, he hates Parker Porter, and Nate Diaz is coming back to fight somebody at 170. <laughs> all right, yeah, so that's uh, all I yeah. have. <laughs> that was a pretty good episode zero, though, I think. Yeah, for winging it. I, mean, I think yeah. there's actually some uh, usable shit there with some editing and maybe cutting out all the dick stuff that I went into earlier. <laughs> yeah, you might as well just keep that in for notes. Yeah. You're actually going to edit stuff. Wow. <laughs> well, I went, I went, yeah, I was kind of, when it was just me and Austin, things got, that stuff was the need to make the podcast. <laughs> Let's get back and forth. That's fine. You need a you need a be a positive and a negative. Whether either way, sometimes you need a Jed Mashu versus Brian Campbell. Occasionally, it works. No, I'll keep some of it, but like some of the shit where I'm like asking you about your job and shit, I gotta like cut that oh, out. Yeah, <laughs> up to you, Matt. I don't care either way. My squirrel friend's here, though. If you guys are all interested, in, I'm about to feed him. There you go. Yeah, so uh, I think in the future, maybe like a uh, intro, like we didn't do an intro today, but yeah, there was intro yeah. or outro where we say our names and shit. And we need a name. Yeah. Like, I don't think the podcast has a name. Next time, no. we need to be a lot more prepared. Like, we need to talk a few days in advance. Like, if we're going to do it on a Sunday, we need to, to do like a rundown on a Friday or something like that. Get an idea of what well, our segment is. We normally talk about the fights on Saturday, so we'd have to, like, well, I guess we could plan ahead for what we're going to talk about from what we saw. Yeah, just a running order. Kind of. Yeah, some bullet, some bullet points so we know what we're going off of. And we, 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 and we need a leader. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it, wasn't it Lazy Bay?